Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis, a Catholic podcast that explores topics within the Catholic faith to help us deepen our spiritual lives, own our relationship with the Lord, and strengthen His church. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Clumsy Theosis podcast. My name is Rochelle Lucero, and I'm the host of this here show that you're listening to. I want to take a minute and just ask how everyone is out there. I mean, things are a little crazy right now amidst COVID-19, and I'd really want to know how you're doing. I know that some places throughout the world, and even here in my country, in the U.S., are having a much more difficult time than others. They're experiencing a very trying time physically, mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually. And for all of those out there who could identify with this, I want to let you know that my prayers are with you and they are for you. But through it all, I think that something beautiful is happening out there. When I hear news stories and I I watch some of these videos online about communities around the world particularly in Europe, praying together from the windows and the balconies of their homes. I'm so touched, you know, and then I think also about the commitment and the dedication of the healthcare workers and the clergy who are going out and attending to the sick with limited supplies and on minimal sleep and putting themselves in danger. I see such solidarity and brotherly love in all of these stories, and it's an extraordinary act of love of neighbor. And I believe that saints are being made because of this pandemic. And I know that hearts are being changed out there and that people are returning to the Lord. And it reminds me of one of my favorite scripture verses from Ezekiel 36 that says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Have any of you noticed anything like this happening in your life? I know that I have. Like, I've experienced such an increase in peace and trust in the Lord throughout these last two weeks, um, much more than I've ever had in, not ever had, but much more than I've had in a really long time. My spirit just feels at rest amidst all of the chaos. And I know that the Lord is working in the hearts of men and women around the world. I've even read some testimonies about hardened atheists, you know, who are doctors and nurses, and they're receiving new hearts of flesh and coming home to Christ. And it's just another witness of the graces that are being showered down upon the world from heaven. It's so apparent that God is doing a new thing. Like in Isaiah 43, when the Lord says, behold, I am doing a new thing. We are now going through all of this trial and this these sufferings during Lent, during the Great Fast. That's also the spirit of Lent, Christ doing something new within us. And that's why here in Clumsy Theosis, we've been delving deep into the Beatitudes this Lent. Because if you've been listening to our Lenten episodes, you know, you, you know that Jesus has called us to hand ourselves over to him so that he can transform us to be like him. And in part one of this three-part series that we're concluding today, We established that Christ is perfect beatitude, and for that reason, we've been going through the beatitudes one by one so that we can do three things. A, we can understand them, understand what the beatitudes are on a practical level. B, we can identify how we can live them out. 
and C. The last thing we've been working on is linking each beatitude with the specific gift of the Holy Spirit that the Lord has sent us so that we can actually live out every single beatitude on the regular. And today we're going to be covering those final three beatitudes. So if you have not listened to the first and the second episode, I've linked them down in the show notes for you to listen to. I think you should listen to them before you listen to this episode. You will thank yourself for it because the Beatitudes build on each other. All right, so we're going to jump into the sixth Beatitude where we left off. And the sixth Beatitude says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, purity of heart is not having nice, happy, pure feelings about life and about the people that we are surrounded by in our hearts. That is not having a pure heart. Rather, it's freedom from selfish intentions. It's freedom from self-seeking desires, and it's freedom from personal gain, right? We're not looking to gain from situations. That is purity of heart. And so remember that the Beatitudes build upon each other. And the fifth Beatitude called us to be merciful, which we know is to forgive and then also bestow blessings upon those who have wronged us. And so it's only natural or maybe even it's only supernatural that after that, after, after we've forgiven someone and then bestowed blessings upon them, we are now in the perfect position to become perfect, blank, clean, pure canvases that are able to be pure of heart, right? Think about it. We're no longer thinking about ourselves and keeping a tally of the wrongs that have been done against us the things that we've had to endure, we're not thinking about those things anymore. And so we're now able to turn our attention from nursing any grudges or any unforgiveness or feeling sorry for ourselves or whatever it is. We're able to turn our attention from inward to outward to others and their needs. And so this is a good time to question ourselves and and ask ourselves if we have been other-centric, if we've been centered on others and not just the people that we like, Right now, when things are scary and uncomfortable, are we reaching out to those that we know and caring for them? Maybe they're not our favorite person in the world, but are we still reaching out and making sure that they're okay? And there are still ways to do things for others and also adhere to the social distancing or whatever mandates have been put into place where you're at. In fact, I'm going to say right now, following all of those prescribed measures in a time like this is one of the most important things that we can do to love and to care for other people, right? So if you've been told to stay home, stay home. Stop trying to make exceptions for yourself and excuses or whatever. Just follow the rules and you will be loving other people. Um, But also, you know, check in on people, texts, phone calls, emails, whatever. Check in on your people. The gift from the Holy Spirit that you are going to need in order to be pure of heart, right? The gift that's going to fuel your life of being pure of heart is the gift of understanding. Because with understanding, we can effectively discern what others need and how to assist them. We can understand the big picture of what God is doing insofar as he allows us to know. We can know, we can understand what he wants us to do in all situations. I think right now is a great time for us to pray for those who are tending to the sick and then the higher-ups and all the government officials who make all the decisions about what's going on. 
for them to have an increase in the gift of understanding, because I think that's going to help everyone be other centric with their best interest at heart. You know what I mean? Okay. And so the seventh beatitude is blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. Peace, like many other things, is something that we cannot give if we do not already have it ourselves. And the great thing about peace, though, is that we have already been given peace. Because Jesus said in scripture, and at every Roman mass, you encounter this, Jesus says, peace I leave you, my peace I give you, right? We just have to receive that peace. So does anyone know how to achieve that peace, to receive the peace that Christ has already given to us? I mean, the answer is so simple. Maybe some of us just don't see it because it is so simple, but it's through prayer, right? During our time of prayer, Christ infuses us with his peace. Then that peace stays with us and we impart it to others as we interact with them. And that makes us imitators of Christ and it makes us peacemakers. It's kind of like that saying, like, you are the company that you keep. Okay, well, if you're spending a lot of time with Christ and he is full of peace, right? He's the prince of peace. You are then going to go out there and be um, a conduit of peace to other people. And so we need to ask ourselves, are we making strides to imitate Christ by spending time in prayer, receiving his peace? Wisdom will be the gift that is going to help us to achieve this peace that we find in the seventh beatitude. Did you know that the gift of wisdom is considered to be the greatest among all the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Well, it is. And that is because it helps us to become rightly ordered. It puts our interior life in order towards God, who is the most important. Put another way, our passions will be subordinate to our spirit, right? They become less imposing and even less domineering, and we have control over them. So our whole perspective and our outlook is, well, it's like God's, right? We see things the way that God sees things when we have wisdom. We're able to see things through the eyes of Christ. We're able to see others through the eyes of Christ, ourselves the way that God sees us. And by this time, after learning how to grow in in the Beatitudes with Jesus, our reflections will look more like Christ's reflection, which is what we talked about in the first episode of this three-part series, right? Like making our reflection look like Christ's. Okay, so moving on to the final Beatitude. The eighth beatitude is, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Well, Jesus said very clearly that those who follow him will be persecuted, right? So we we know this, we knew this out the gate, and it's not news to us that many Christians all over the world are being openly hunted and martyred because they profess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I mean, this has been happening for 2,000 years. And even today, as Catholic Christians, I think many of us, if not all of us, know what it's like to be verbally attacked or slandered or categorized in a negative way from misinformed Christians who claim that Catholicism is a cult, um, that Catholics are guilty of idolatry and a host of other untrue claims about the faith that they've learned from someone who didn't know what they were talking about. And then for those of us who live in first world countries where the culture is intolerant of any belief, faith, or point of view that is different from its own, we are also persecuted because when we live a life in Christ, a life in Christ is counter-cultural, right? So our our lifestyle is 
it goes against the norm of the culture. And so for that, we are also persecuted. Now, when I think of it that way, I'm like, okay, Lord, what gift of the Holy Spirit did you send me in order to deal with all this? And you're probably thinking the same thing too. And that's a very, very good question because (laughs) there are eight Beatitudes, but there are only seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. Well, okay, (laughs) let's figure out what's going on here. The eighth Beatitude is blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The reward of this Beatitude is the same reward of the first Beatitude. And this is what you would call an inclusio, when something makes like a closed loop. So the reward of the first beatitude is the kingdom of heaven. The reward of the eighth beatitude is the kingdom of heaven. We have a closed loop. We have what you would refer to as an inclusio. Now, St. Augustine explained that this inclusio here that Jesus uses, it's there to emphasize the main point of his teaching, which was the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. But that's all that he says about the eight Beatitudes, seven gifts of the Holy Spirit discrepancy. Well, I've been meditating on this for a couple of years now. And well, this is what I want to propose. You can take it or you can leave it. So I'm thinking if the reward of the first and the eight Beatitudes are the same and they are intended to be an inclusio, I've been wondering, well, maybe the gift of the Holy Spirit is also part of that inclusio. Do you get what I'm saying? right? Since the gift of the Holy Spirit that helps us to master the first beatitude is the gift of humility, then maybe that's the same gift that we need in order to master the eighth beatitude. And to me, that would make sense because being humble means to realize our utter and complete dependence on God. I mean, if you just read any of the accounts from the early church, or even modern day Christians who have suffered like very um, intense persecution, they all say the same thing, that God was with them and they depended on God for everything. Even, you know, every breath, every, every, everything that they had, they depended on God for. So that's what I'm thinking about the gift needed in order to, to live out that eighth beatitude. Okay, friends, that is all the information that I have to share with you about these Beatitudes, and that actually concludes all of our Beatitudes. And so I'm going to invite you guys, like I have been before, to meditate with the Lord on these Beatitudes so that he can restore within you um, whatever needs to be restored with regards to these most latest Beatitudes that we have covered. And one final thing about the Beatitudes, I have found the most amazing examination of conscience I have ever come across. It is based on the Beatitudes, which I've seen this before, but never like this one. This one, it asks all of these very detailed questions, and I absolutely love it. It's so good, but at the same time, it's like, it's almost like it's too good. It's like super intense. And, and like, as I do it, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, here's another sin. Oh, there's another, you know, like sins that I wouldn't have realized that I am committing. But the questions are just so like, they just offer themselves to like the best self-reflection with like the Holy Spirit's guidance. It's amazing. Anyways, I want to share it with you guys. If you are on my email list, you have received this in your email. So find that email. It's in there. If you want this examination of conscience and you are not on my email list, sign up for my email now. There is a link down in the show notes. 
and click on that, sign up for the email list, and then I'm going to send out this examination of conscience again next week. So that's going to be this Friday. I'm going to send it out again. And please join me in a special prayer of thanksgiving for Layla. She is the most recent donor to the Clumsy Theosis Ministry. And I hope you guys know by now that anything that I do through Clumsy Theosis, um, our website, social media, this podcast especially, it's only made possible because of the donations that I receive from listeners like all of you. So if you have ever found value in this show, I really encourage you to consider making a donation so that I can continue to do this work and to help other people like yourselves. If you want to make a donation, head over to clumsytheosis.net. Click the word donate in the menu. Don't forget that we can be friends on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find me at Clumsy Theosis. Give me a follow. Send me a message. I always love to hear from you. And until our next episode, friends, you are in my prayers. Stay safe. And remember to stay other-centric. All right, everyone. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in to Clumsy Theosis. I'm so happy that you've been able to hang out. If you want to learn more about Clumsy Theosis, you are more than welcome to visit my website, clumsytheosis.net. From clumsytheosis.net, you will also be able to contact me if you're interested in booking me as a speaker or if you're just feeling generous and you'd like to make a donation. Remember that together we can transform the world by letting the Lord transform us.